Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Hometown Glory, your Spurs and Culture podcast. I'm Charlie and with me are Ash, Rosa and Tom. Billy, sadly for us, is still on his way back from a work trip, but we know he'll have the lowdown on Royale's latest video drop for us on Twitter very soon and on the next episode of Hometown Glory when he's back. Um, so you've already heard from us once this week and Spurs, of course, play again just 62 hours after the final whistle sounded at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on Thursday night. But we felt compelled to hop on and chat about the North London derby. And also, of course, the new Kendrick album. Um, so let's hop to it. Tom, to you first. As one of our South standers on the pod, um, I don't think I've maybe ever heard a football stadium as pumped up, simply electric and kind of full of venom like that before. Uh, maybe ever. Um, th- it was incredible, right? Yeah, I think it's the loudest the new stadium has been. And certainly like... The sustained noise was amazing. Mm. South Stand in particular, obviously I'm biased. Uh, you know, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm all about the South Stand. But um, yeah, the TIFO before holding up our plastic bags. Uh, I, which some, which colour which colour did you have, Tom? I, was, I had a white bag and for some reason I brought it home. I don't know what I'm going to do with a plastic bag. Is it uh, just literally a plastic bag? Like, is, there's no there's branding some, or anything on it? There's like a little Spurs cockerel on the back, I think, and, okay. and some sort of text. But yeah, the South Stand was absolutely rocking and the noise just continued throughout the 90 minutes. You know, sometimes I think we're like, our fans can be great for the first 15, 20 minutes. And then if the football's not that great, we can be quite quiet. And it kills me when we get a, is this the Emirates chant from the, mm. the away fans? It's awful. Anyway, everything went swimmingly. We were all so worried and panicked. And it was like, yeah, it was absolutely amazing. I'm glad. I thought second half, 
we might run riot and we'd get a few goals in front of the south stand but we just got that sonny one and actually it was quite it was so early the third goal wasn't it that some people weren't back to their seats my mate tim was not was not back in the ground for it but um i it was it there was still a lot of noise for that third goal and watching the highlights back today um yeah it was absolutely rocking i think neville said something like uh it was the best atmosphere of the season for a premier league game so it, yeah incredible what a night i think only maybe the man city in the champions league is the only thing that's rivaled it really at the new stadium i think um you made the really good point about how often the stadium starts off very loud and then if Spurs start slowly or it's a nervy kind of atmosphere just because of the importance of a fixture or whatever. It can get a bit groany and, you know, all the rest of it. But I felt like the fans just made a sort of pact last night that they were not going to do that, that they were going to sort of lift the team. And because, you know, Arsenal did start reasonably sprightly and they had a couple of chances and we were struggling sort of I guess, you know, that Romero absence, they seemed to target, I think they really, really pressed sort of Dav and Royale on the ball and they looked a bit unsure in possession a couple of times. But I felt like we just did not allow the team's sort of heads to drop. And we, I think we, I think Conte even said, right, it was sort of the team scored two in that game and the fans sort of scored one. And I think we definitely claim a goal. Um Rosa, how did it sound on, on, you weren't able to make it, which perhaps is, perhaps, you know, maybe why we won. We don't want to speculate too much, but um, how, how was it sounding on TV? Yeah, I don't want to take credit for it, but I also will. <laughs> um, it sounded amazing. I um, missed like the first 10 minutes because I was putting the kids to bed. And um, so all I saw was all I experienced was the most relaxing North London derby of my entire life, I think. So the whole, like all of yesterday, I was in like a terrible mood and all I could think was like, imagine not caring about football. Like, wouldn't that be amazing? And today I'm like, imagine not caring about football. Why would you ever do that? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, I just, I can't believe how well it, it went really. Um, I like, I'm like Tom, like it would have been nice to have seen a couple more goals, but I'm also just so impressed with the like professionalism of the performance and it's all part of the same thing, right? So the, like, the difference between the two sides, like just to, you know, just to bring uh, Ben Davies back into it, but like he was on a yellow early and was so disciplined for the rest of the game and that's the team and Rob Holding got an early yellow and was a hilarious calamity and that is the difference honestly they like we were brilliant and but also I feel like they were almost as bad as we were at theirs but we had Nuno as our manager like what's their excuse it was um I mean and I think it's been exacerbated by the sort of fan meltdown there seems to be and also the the Arteta meltdown as well right in terms of just seemingly refusing to take any accountability for how he set the team up because to me I think whilst Arsenal did start well it kind of played into our hands a bit really and I imagine that's sort of what Conte wanted which was for Arteta to or for Arsenal rather to maybe throw the game plan out the window by being encouraged by us sort of sitting back a bit and going oh wow they're like going to defend we can just attack and attack and you know we can win and we're going to qualify for the top four it's going to be amazing and we sort of drew the sting and then just sort of pulverized them there on in um ash just 
from your perspective, like best atmosphere at the stadium, best sort of day slash night at the stadium so far? I think it was the best one at the new stadium for sure. Um, even I was in the blue coat coats like three hours before, which like the atmosphere in there is usually non-existent before a game. And even that was like going off and walking up from there to the ground, there were like thousands of people just like milling around and like charting outside. Um, and I think it had the venom of like, it's Arsenal, North London Derby, it's the Champions League. And also I think people were genuinely really pissed off about January mm. and then moving this game. And I think it all kind of just like mixed into a pot and people were just like really up for it. And yeah, it was the best one yet. The genuine was the best one yet. And the South stand after the game, which is carnage. It was incredible. And in like, honestly, it was really special. Um, I'd lost my voice. Like it was, it was, it was nuts. So yeah, really special night. Um, I always maintain that relief is the greatest of emotions. I feel like, you know, there was, there's obviously still a chance that Arsenal go to Newcastle and win. And then, uh, safe from relegation Everton sort of roll over for them at the Emirates on the final day and they get top four but I'm just so 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 relieved that we didn't give them that moment at our stadium last night and without being too dramatic I feel like had they done it last night Arsenal and won and got top four in our stadium I think that could have seriously tarnished the place for a lot of fans for quite a long time and you know, that first North London derby there with fans to be christened by Arsenal getting Champions League at our expense, I think would have been really, really hard to get over. Um, and yeah, Tom, we just like, we just turned up, didn't we? Like the players sort of to a man, you can kind of go through the 11 and basically compliment all of them for that sort of professionalism and composure they all showed. Yeah, we were, we were so composed uh, and professional I think I was in the pub with you, Charlie, and a few others when we got the news about Romero and we were all panicked and then looking to our bench uh, versus Arsenal's bench and really worrying. Uh, and that first 10 minutes, like you said, was also um, a kind of, not a worry, but with, like Arsenal were coming at us and not really letting us play, play out from the back. The, the holding thing is bizarre, isn't it? Because clear, it was so obvious early on that they were targeting Son. But mm. is the idea in that scenario not that they that they should have been rotating players that targeted Son and instead so quickly got holding sent off, a deserved sending off. And I'm loving the uh yeah, the Arsenal meltdown today has been so sweet. The the the, the watching back the Arteta video uh post match interview, there's a Keohan one where he's absolutely losing the plot on talk sport as well. Uh, it's been incredible. Um, that Kieran one is so perfect as well because he's basically accusing the Sky Sports camera people of having an agenda. <laughs> and then he's basically like Simon Jordan sort of like catches him out by having him admit that he didn't believe the sort of, and I don't, I always hate the sort of combined 11 articles that everyone puts out before these fixtures anyway but Keown did a combined 11 and just chose 11 Arsenal players and admitted sort of Jordan was like well why did you you know do you admit now that that was ridiculous and he was like well I was just trying to you know I've got to go into battle for my boys ahead of a big game you know I don't actually think that and just like football does such weird things to people it's never never not funny on days like this 
I was so nervous, but r- friend of the pod, Ollie, uh, made such <laughs> a good point that Son and Kane are miles ahead of any other, of any Arsenal player. Um, they are by far the two best players who were playing yesterday. And I mean, Saka just didn't, I was really worried about Saka, but he just didn't turn up at all, did he? I think he must be carrying and I, I think there must be something a little off with him injury-wise because it feels like after every match they've played Arsenal in the last like four or five weeks, he's been he's either come off or has been an injury doubt during the week. And I thought he started well enough. And as Rosa mentioned, he got sort of Davis's booking and looked like he was going to trouble Sess and Davis on that right side, but then just disappeared. And I, I think he's kind of looked like he was flagging a bit, particularly towards the end. So... Yeah, no, that's just, that's that's Cess. Let's give it up for Cess. <laughs> yeah, he was he was pretty magnificent. He was honestly he fantastic. Was. Um, Ash, if you had to pick out again, as I mentioned, I feel like you could go through the entire team, but any standout performers you want to shout out before Rosa mentions Ben? <laughs> <laughs> um, probably Dyer and Sanchez. Mm. Um, I was. So angry uh, can we fact. just can we just correct Patron Sanchez? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, we have to get that in for Billy. But um, I was obviously like with you guys, very, um, very, very worried about Romero and him like not not playing. Um, and I thought the game had gone then. Um, but I thought Sanchez came into the job. Dyer again just like calmed everything down, and um, yeah, like we were just really mature, completely mature, and like took our time. I made my ever, my first ever prediction that was correct in this podcast earlier in the week when I said that Arsenal would start strongly. I get everything wrong. It's the first <laughs> thing I've ever got right. Um, and we just like held our nerve and, and did our job. Um, so I'd, I'd probably single those two out. Um, Rosa, the Benjamin Davis was great. There was a, there was a Davies moment I want to call out actually that... Um, you know, maybe had this gone in, it wouldn't have actually mattered all that much. But he made a superb block on a Saka shot. It was just after we scored the third and they sort of made an attack down their left and he sort of had the ball fall to him. Davis made an exceptional block to prevent, I think, what would have been a certain goal. And again, I think that just sort of summed up his performance. It was just like fully sort of locked in, so focused and... Yeah, just all across the back line, all of them were a bit like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I also, yeah, so I, I totally agree about Sanchez as well. And um, Patron is apparently something that Conte calls him. It's like an endearment um, in Colombia. But um, I think I, like, I definitely was one of the people who had an absolute meltdown prior to the match when we learned that Romero wasn't going to be playing. Uh, I just thought that that's it. We're done. We're just, it just felt like we were cursed more than anything else because there was so much riding on this game. Mm. It was like the first game back in our, you know, with the um, full crowd. Um, and just because had they won and they've done it to us before, like we yeah. league our ground. And I just thought it, it, like, the stakes are too high. There's too much. And we can't afford to have anything like not fall for us. And in the end, it just didn't matter because everything during the game fell for us because we were so good. And I think the difference is now, like Emerson is a completely different player to the mm. last time he played alongside Sanchez. And also he has Kulu ahead of him. So that whole right side is just, is much, much stronger. Um, but also like Hoybier was unbelievable, like unbelievably good. It was, there was a, there was obviously like that Ben Davies block, but like there was a moment 
where Hoybier just like steps in immediately to like clear up whatever trouble is happening after like a couple of missed tackles, I think. And that, that I think was at like maybe one nil or two nil, like, at like mm. an actual, like really critical moment. So I just, I don't know. I think they were just, I'm so, so, so glad. I, it is relief. Like I'm absolutely buzzing, but it is relief. I'm just so glad, like, Nobody bottled it. Like we had our little yeah. meltdowns beforehand, but the crowd was so up for it and the team was so up for it. And like the commentary, I was watching a bit of it again today um, where Martin Tyler's just saying, you know, it's, it's all going their way. And I feel like that doesn't happen for us, but it did. And it meant that, you know, like my legs stopped shaking at 40 minutes. <laughs> and then like after 60 minutes, it was just like, this is like, actually fun i don't have to like put my phone away i'm not frightened anymore yeah that's it i can't and i also now looking back at this game i can't believe how frightened we were well, i yeah. was for sure you know and there were, there we were, we were so only laying laying 50 minutes people were only laying uh, london north london yeah. the, 50 the, minutes the never spurs, been seen before the spurs official twitter account just tweeted Olay at one point like midway through the second half which was I mean, at the, I was still a bit like, oh, God, please don't be one of those slight by stand style things. I was furious. <laughs> I was furious of everyone. I was like, no, it's too soon. But clearly not. It was amazing to feel that confident. And the thing was, there was just so much riding on it, wasn't there? I don't mm. even think we covered it properly when we previewed the game on the last podcast because we were all so nervous about yeah, it. Yeah, we uh, couldn't. We couldn't really get into it, but now no. we can. Let's but do like it. The, yeah, the, like the, <laughs> the first proper North London derby at our place in five years in the new stadium. Like, it would have been so, so bad to have lost it and them to have got fourth fourth spot at our stadium at the first, first North London derby back. So... Oh my god! It was such a relief, and yeah, I loved doing the olays at like fifteen minutes. <laughs> that, that was amazing to be able to do that. I mean, oh, I'm so a... jealous of you guys being there. Like, I've been to some amazing North London derbies, but that just honestly, just watching it on telly, just hearing the noise and knowing you were all there, and like, like Tom knowing that you like saw that sunny goal like right in front of you. I was a bit like, did you make it back in time? But you did, so that's I good. Was back. I, I was there. And the South Stand, again, talking about like it being the best atmosphere so far, the, the entire South Stand didn't sit down the whole time, which is something that I miss from the South mm. Lower at the old stadium. Everyone stood up the entire game. And that was the first time that's happened. Uh, like even kids and sort of, you know, older, older people, everyone stood up, didn't stop singing, shouting. It was amazing. Um, Harry Kane turned up, which was which was massive, right? I think even though it wasn't his most sort of active game in terms of like, I mean, I think I read somewhere that he had like almost as many shots as he did passes. <laughs> he had yeah, nine like shots, passes or something. Nine in the first shots, half. yeah. <laughs> but um, he just like he was just like a sort of blunt instrument. I thought last night, which was kind of what we needed him to be. Like he just sort of showed up, and I think that little clip that was going around where he just shoved Cedric out of the way when Cedric's trying to give it to Son a little bit, I think just sort of captures the sort of performance he put in last night. It was a proper leader's, like, this is my fixture, this is our stadium, this is my house sort of thing. That's sounding like Kevin De Bruyne. And um, it was... My house, but it actually is. It actually is. <laughs> I, I built this place pretty much. And um, I thought he was, yeah, it was like, I don't know, without reading too much into it, I just got, 
get the feeling that Kane's a little bit more like, if I'm going to be stuck here, I might as well like make this my team again, even though you could absolutely make a case now. And I'm going to ask you all, like, this is, this is Sonny's team now, right? I mean, he's like, it feels like he's the focal point for the entire club. Ash, would you agree with that? Yeah, and I think seeing him celebrate with such venom like after the goals like just makes me love him even more than I do and I love him a ridiculous amount. Um, yeah, he's just like really... And, and, and he was so angry. He was so mm. angry about being taken off, which I kind of loved. And it's probably a masterstroke from Conte because now he's going to be desperate to score in the next two games to like secure his like golden boot so it was great management and yeah it is Son's team now I think um, he was just yeah he was so fired up to the point where I was a little worried that he was gonna and I, I think Tommy made the point earlier on like maybe the Arsenal players were targeting him to try and get a rise out of him or whatever which you know and I, the, that clip where he does sort of you know, he elbows um, holding when holding sort of rugby tackled him to the ground. Um, you know, but shows isn't that, that the moment that Kane steps in as well? Or was that later? I think There's that's moment, later. Where Kane's like, it's all right. There's a bit where sort of they were kind of wrestling on the ground and Sonny does sort of throw a bit of an elbow to try and get him off him, which Arsenal fans are insisting should have been a red card for him. But it came after like he'd literally been like, Greco-Roman wrestled to the floor by sort of that maniac holding. <laughs> There's, oh, God, yeah. I mean, he was being held on the ground by holding. Yeah. So yeah. no wonder he was like, get get the fuck off me, holding. <laughs> um, there's so much riding on the next eight days, but if Song can get the golden boot, oh my God. And I think I said a couple of pods ago that all the chat about player of the season, I think Song's just been named among 10 nominees for like the Premier League's player of the season actually done by the league but kind of the Football Writers Association all these different awards that have been going on all anyone's talked about is Salah and De Bruyne if Mm. if Son could nick the golden boot and again hasn't taken any penalties I keep telling people this um, it would be incredible and he deserves it he does he's been unbelievable I mean the only thing about penalties is that like Penalties are really hard, though, aren't they? I think there's something about watching Harry Kane take a penalty. It's like it's the only time I'm yeah. I'm always stressed out watching penalties, but it's the only time when I'm ever like relatively calm watching a penalty, and that's just that's how hard it is. Do you know it's what I mean? Incredible at them. So it's so like, unbelievable. So I feel like it is it is Sonny's team, but it's it's still it's still Kane's as well. And I also want to um this Kane's second goal like. That was just a hilarious bit of defending from Arsenal. Just, just <laughs> let him just go. Okay, no, don't worry about it. He's just like a multiple gold, goals and boot award winner and you're just going to just forget that he's there or like leave it to poor little Eddie and Ketia. <laughs> What's mad is that like, haven't they got that mad stat where until very, very recently they hadn't conceded a goal from a corner. Like they'd hired, they'd, well, they'd nicked that like set piece expert like from City apparently who'd like revolutionised their defending from set pieces and they were basically just impenetrable from from corners and yeah like no one picked up Benton Kerr for the flick on and then you've got your I mean I don't know how tall Nketiah actually is but he doesn't strike me as like a big sort of number nine marking Perry Kane on the on the back post just insane it was um it reminded me of his first goal do you remember the 2-1 in Poch's first season sort of when we came back to win 2-1 the second goal was 
from the Bentelab cross. Um, the first goal was sort of Keane sweeping it in from a corner. Um, similar vibes to that where you just, yeah, like it's just so good to see him alive in the box like that because, again, I don't know that he was he's always been sort of quite so active like that in and around the area this season. So for him to be like, yeah, I'm just thrilled. I'm so delighted. And, you know, I know we're playing literally in about 20 minutes against Burnley and it's, you know, maybe the sort of fixture where you would worry about us. But I just feel like we're just going to be riding the crest of a wave. Fans are just going to hopefully carry that energy back into the stadium, even though it's like happening around breakfast time. <laughs> and so maybe people Today, should just I'm keep drinking. Just people should just keep yeah. drinking and just turn up drunk for uh, <laughs> for Sunday. Maybe that's the maybe that's the um, clue. How you know? I, I don't want to not dwell on uh, just this game in isolation because it's a wonderful thing and it avoided disaster. And therefore, whatever happens the rest of the season, at the very least, I think number one, they didn't do it at our place, and number two, I think that game proved to me that we will, as long as Conte stays, we will be really 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 good next season and i think even if we are in the europa that is a good team right ash you, you you're with us on that one yeah i think we're going to be absolutely fine that kind of game gave me so much confidence and yeah that's we've shown up um against liverpool we've shown up against c we've shown up against arsenal in really big games now under this manager um and just we just look at threat um, we look organised in the back, so I think there's no reason to not be positive about yeah. next year. Um, quick straw poll: Do we think we're going to nick fourth now, Rosa? I'm going to go. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Like, I'm going to. You know, I know if Billy was here, that's what he'd say as well. It's like if you can't have hope, if you can't believe, what's the point? Like, honestly, last night has just given me so much hope, so much belief. Because there was so, like, again, we just, I don't think we can stress it enough. Like, there was, there was so much at stake. And we not only did it, that's our biggest win against Arsenal mm. in the Premier League era. Like, that's incredible. We didn't, and everything went our way. Like, the hilarious sending off, a penalty, three goals with no reply. Like, we gave them nothing to cheer about, nothing. They were all leaving on, like, 60 minutes. Yeah. It was, um, it was amazing when they threw their flair just because they kind of realised so on about 65 minutes they weren't yeah. going to score. So they just sort of like went, oh, I guess we'll just chuck it now then. It's like, oh, bless <laughs> when, they, when they threw that flair. Um, we've got to carry that atmosphere and that vibe into Sunday, haven't we? It's kind of annoying that at 12 o'clock kickoff on a Sunday, like what the fuck? Um, so no one's going to have time to have had a beer, but we've just got to like buzz off of Thursday uh, beat Burnley and then the pressure's all on Arsenal. Um, this is it, yeah. Really we'll hope be forth, hopefully. Are better than they were against uh, City the other day. But, and us yeah. <laughs> the other <Yeah>. week. <laughs> but, you know, I think as we've said before, the hope is, right, it's, it's Newcastle's last home game of the season. It's a night fixture under the lights. How seems like he's desperate. To, he's not beaten a big team yet since he's taken over there. They need a sort of scalp. You'd imagine a lot of their players are kind of playing for their futures, really. It's their last chance to impress, etc. So, and also they've yeah. had a week. They've, they didn't have a week, actually. They spent midweek getting thrashed. So ignore that last bit. But we also I think don't I, need them to win, do we? No, it's just that. a draw. It's just a draw. It's just a draw. So, you know, just that's fine, Newcastle. Just draw. That's all we, all we need from you. I feel like we've said this before with Newcastle and <laughs> needing to just draw against Arsenal. But 
I, I think I think we might do it. Tom, you, what do you reckon? I mean, I'm in such a good mood today that yeah, we yeah we're going to do it. Like yeah, like you said, all we need is Newcastle to draw against Arsenal. That would be incredible. And they've got play like Holdings now suspended. Like you said, Saka doesn't look his normal self. They've got other injuries and issues. Yeah, Gabriel Gabriel came off, didn't he? Who's probably their best centre back, and Ben White's clearly not fit or he would have come in so even if he does start you'd imagine he's going to be quite rusty so yeah it's a it, we've got a chance and that's all we need Ash are we going to do it? Yeah we're going to do it um, I think they bottled it last night and I think the team bottled it but more importantly like Arteta bottled it mm. um, I think he completely lost his head like both during the game and like after the game like during the interview Um so I think as long as you're in Sunday, I think, yeah, they're going to just like go to pieces on Monday night. And um, I just can't wait to see it all. And then I'm going to watch this Amazon or nothing awesome documentary every, every week um, when it comes out. It's going to be amazing. Please, football gods, we deserve this. We really, really do. Um, speaking of gods, Kendrick has released his new album. Um, how are we all fit? Obviously, only came out sort of overnight. Um, and it feels like the sort of record that is going to take um, a few sittings to really let it sort of wash over you to, you know, get inside the lyrics and the production. I've sort of had it on today. Um, but Ash, quickly, because I know you've got a dash. Verdict on sort of snap verdict on um, Kendrick? Yeah, sorry, I've got a guy. I'm literally about to have a meeting with an Arsenal fan, which I'm really looking forward to. But um <laughs> I've heard I've heard the album like once through. Um, it's a bit of a tough listen on on just just on like initially, but um, yeah, it's great, and um, I can't wait to see more like really interesting features as well. Like I think Beth yeah. Gibbons from Paul's Heads on there. Um, Sampa sounded great. Um, yeah, it's just really good. But I just I think it's like to pimp a butterfly, and it's not it's not obvious, um, and it's going to take a little minute to to get through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ash, enjoy your meeting. Um, Thank you. Be, be relatively kind. Um, Tom, Kendrick verdict from you? No, don't be kind. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I don't think my... I was so hung... I was quite hung over this morning. I've since um, ate an entire tube of spicy Pringles. Uh, so <laughs> Not just Pringles. Tom, I want, you to, I want you to tell everyone also what you had for your lunch, which is such a like... I'm hungover. I'm a grown yeah. man, so I can eat whatever I want lunch. Went to Tesco Express. I got the sour, spicy sour cream, you know, the new kick, like Pringles kick or something. Sour cream, spicy Pringles. Ate 90% of that tube. I gave my wife a few. And then I just got some borsan and a, and a French stick, and that's all I've had <laughs> in it, like, just to soak up there from last night. But, yeah, first thing this morning, I wasn't ready for it, like – my head was my head was really banging um and yeah it's much more dense it's a lot longer than damn like damn was mm. quite concise wasn't it um and I, so i think it's going to take longer to get into but initially i loved a lot of the tracks about half of them are almost like spoken word poetry the, the sort of philosophy um and confession it feels very there are tracks that are extremely confessional there is um yeah, there's a track called uh, Mother I Sober, 
uh, which is the one with Beth Gibbons on it, and the other one, Auntie Diaries, that are very um, stark. And Auntie Diaries is about trans members of his family, I believe. Um, but then, yeah, I also loved, uh, there's a track called Crown, which is produced by a British guy called Duval Timothy, which is really good. And then the sample feature is great. And the production, like I often just get into production first and then kind of worry about the lyrics months later, some lyrics will click with me. Um, I'm kind of lazy like that. But yeah, the production from people like Alchemist, DJ Dahi, Soundwave, Pharrell, uh, Boy Wonder, Thundercats on a few tracks, it's really beautiful. And mm. kind of, there are tracks that are kind of straight hip hop tracks and then things that are very deep and jazzy and soulful. It's, yeah, it needs more listens. Yeah, I've listened um, like once through and it is like I felt at times as if I was sort of weirdly eavesdropping on someone's kind of confession or like therapy session do you know what I mean it felt very intimate and a bit sort of oh god um but I loved it I really loved the Sampha track because I'm sort of because I love him anyway there's that, uh, that sort of weird experience as well because we um Ollie and I are working from home today together and so we put it on and then when it was that one is it we cry together this I was like this is a little intense to be listening to with your partner first thing in the yeah, morning yeah. maybe we'll come back to that um but it's just it's such a thrill to have him back isn't it and it just feels like such a gift for us on this day of all days it couldn't be a more cozy day um thanks for blitzing through that with me guys and um I'm so glad we all found the time to uh commemorate last night's game which thank you Tottenham Hotspur for not blowing it I just whatever happens for the rest of the season for the upcoming week we did not let them get top four in our beautiful home so thank you very much right that was hometown glory uh that was rosa that was tom that was ash and me charlie thanks so much for listening we'll see you next week rosa see you soon up the spurs deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.